All right. So we are back for our third episode of Glendale Post Sermon. All set. Let's go. We talked a little bit about uh, diversity and opening up, and um, and I'm here with Brian Shackman once again. Um, so, hey, Brian, how how's your week been? It's, it's been been a little sad this week. We're dedicating this episode to our sister Thelma, who uh, died yesterday, and mm-hmm. we're all uh, heartbroken. She was a real matriarch-like figure of our church, and was somebody who was truly inspiring and yeah. whose mm-hmm. presence we're going to miss as yeah, a church. I, I knew her, uh, yeah, I knew her personally and, um, writing down these questions last night was kind of hard cause it was on the topic of diversity and, uh, and she's definitely one, she's, a, she was a diverse person and she, she and was. she is still with us in spirit. Um, yeah. well, and, if it's, if it's not, obvious from my talking i'm a white male so if that's not obvious might be maybe not but she was like an african-american grandma for me Mm -hmm. she was she was 82 years old and so full of life and so so wise and loving and deeply cared about scripture and deeply cared about connection she was great about inviting new people out to lunch after church we're gonna miss that we're gonna miss her dearly. And I'm thankful for my own sake that I had an extra grandmother here at this mm-hmm. church. But Me too, yeah. I also was talking with my son, who's five years old last night, and just explained to him that Thelma died. I, I knew that he knew who she was, but it was so cute. He said, isn't she the one that came to community group? And that she was. She was part of our community group. And I just thought that was really I mean, it touched me and caused me to cry a little because it's like to have him say that and it caught me a little off guard that it's like oh she yeah. she connected with him and yeah. i'm thankful to be part of a church community that, that's like that where someone who's 80 yeah knows someone who's five she she truly represented uh what it means to look like a diverse community uh, she reached out to everyone um anyone who wasn't at church for a little while, she would give them a call or even send them a letter. She was an amazing, aspiring person. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, getting right into it, um, uh, what are some contrasts between a personal spiritual connection and a communal spiritual connection? What, what would you say is good about having your own personal connection but is also better when, when we have a community of people we can spiritually connect with? I, I think we definitely need both, but oftentimes if we're saying, oh, I'm just having this, this personal spiritual connection, you know, I, my connection with God is, you know, going hiking in the mountains. And I'm not saying that you can't find God in, in those spaces, but I think as we've talked about, community is such an important aspect of that. Jesus establishes the church and I think that's for a reason and that's because we we need each other we rely on each other to encourage and rely each other rely each other to sometimes challenge as we've talked about before and if 
you are, are somebody who thinks like, oh, I can just, just worship God at, at my house or on hikes. I think the question that I would ask is then who are you inviting on those hikes? And generally it would be your friends or your family, those who are, are close to you. And not that we can't learn from those people, but a space like a church is a space where you don't get to pick who shows up. It's open to everybody and that's a great thing, but it's also a hard thing at times when it comes to actually living in, in community with each other. And so I think it's important to have that personal spiritual connection, but you also need real authentic community as well. The places that scripture describes people growing, I think, are at either end of the extreme. We see Jesus often resisting the crowd and saying, I need to go spend time with God and spend time in prayer. And so he walks away often and is spending time alone with God. But also you see Jesus gathering a community of people around him. That's what he's always doing, and he's basically traveling with a posse wherever he goes. And I think what's really dangerous about our world today is we don't spend time in either space. We don't spend time alone with God, or we don't spend time in real, authentic uh, community either. And those are the places that I think God works on us and, and transforms our hearts. And I think both have value but both are necessary in a, a growing a spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's, I think sometimes we, we think we can encourage our, ourselves with um, certain things, but it's, it's much more impactful when, when you're able to come into a community and, and be encouraged by, by those around you. Um, I think, you know, there can be some bumps in the road and there can be some ups and downs with, uh with having, relationship with with people in your community um because they don't come from your background or they don't come from even people who are more like you don't uh, come from the same family situation or or have the same parents so you you all tend to think a little differently but that's that's what can be good for our growth um and i knew uh i knew thelma knew that very very well she was always someone who um would just reach out and and, and say hi and, and give give an encouraging word. Um, so, uh, well, I just think it's it's really profound. And when when we over the years, when anyone passes away from our church, there's a hole in my heart, and it's not going to be, it's never going to be healed. And I think there's power in coming face to face with the realities of things like life and death, and. I was at the hospital with her last week and just held held her hand and tried to encourage her and, and prayed with her. And I think it's really important for us to be reminded of the hard truths of life that we're all going through. And hopefully you have a, a way to connect with people who aren't in your life stage because you have a lot to learn from those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was I was also thinking of a, a diverse community uh, in our daily lives. How how would you um, how would you say we can have more of a diverse community in our daily lives, not just on Sunday? Mm-hmm. I think that it it comes down to really 
having eyes to see uh, people around you. If you work in a traditional you know, corporate office space, there's likely people who are somewhat in your range of salary, education level, and there's going to be some diversity in that mix. But what if you have the eyes to look for the, the janitor in, in the office, the people who we often can think of as just like bit part actors in a story about us. And it's important for us at times to reach out to the barista at Starbucks and say, you know, you're not just a machine to me. You're a human being. And, you know, I see you regularly and I actually see you and I acknowledge you. And so if you think about your day-to-day, who are some of the people that you're missing that are really already there and you just need to grow in, in your own awareness to see them? And it might be hard to start that conversation, but it's so important to make that time and to reach out to people who are around us that we don't necessarily stop and have that connection with. Yeah, I, I think we can easily um, we can easily overlook people in our lives. We can see the machine or see the service. Um, we can see the service as just a transaction, just a an impersonal thing. But actually, these things are so personal. And so, it's someone like Thelma, when when we when we lose her from our community, that hurt that we feel shows us the value that we have for her, and it hurts. But it's that constant showing up for each other. And she was here at the events that we had. She showed up to community groups. She was an encouragement to to so many people. She was always wanting to stay connected. And then when you lose that connection, you realize how valuable it is. And so I would just encourage people to make rhythms that help you to connect with people who don't see the world the same way you do. And it's a challenge in today's world. I think that we are pigeonholed and put into systems and we generally, you know, watch the news network that already supports what we already think. And so you would say, I can't believe, I don't even know anybody that voted for Donald Trump, or I never, I don't even know anybody that voted for Hillary. And that's a lot of how we live today. And I think it's, it's extremely dangerous and harmful for everybody. Uh, But it's mostly seeming like everyone's just shouting at each other and not spending time in real conversation. Yeah. And how do you feel a diverse community can bring us closer, not only to each other, but closer to God, more spiritual? How do you feel that we become closer through each other? Well, scripture, scripture teaches that we have the image of God in us. And I think that if, if you don't check yourself, uh, there, yeah, you could wreck yourself. There are racist um, 
phobic tendencies in all of us. And if you don't have spaces that, that are diverse, that help you to, to grow in understanding, you can start to think that certain groups of people or certain ages or whatever it is, there's certain things that certain people that can't teach you things, but it's so powerful to be in a diverse place where you recognize like, I can, I can learn from that person. I can learn from that person. And it, I think is really amazing when you sometimes break down some of those stereotypes that, that you had about certain groups of people once you actually get to know that person. And it's really significant when that happens. Yeah. We, we tend to think that, uh, reflecting on things or, or even talking about it with, with other people, um, can be a, a leeway to finding out who we are or, or finding out um, more about a spiritual connection. But sometimes service is just so opening and so truth-telling. Like what we do here with, uh, with Essencia and Family Promise and all our other ministries that revolve around homelessness because we know that there is a big uh, homeless problem in where we live in, in L.A. And... But coming here and being able to be with our community, it really does give us a, a stronger connection um, to each other and, and to a responsibility to something greater. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always a, a good thing. Yeah. Um, well, that's what we've got today. Um, again, we're uh, Glendale Post Sermon. I'm Cameron Williams, and uh, thanks again, Brian Shackman, for great, great joining to be here. us. And uh, we, you can find us at Glendale Church of Christ on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, our website is glendale.church, and we are located in uh, Glendale, like Edge of Burbank, um, in uh, L.A., California. Uh, Thanks again for joining us, and we'll uh, see you next time. Have a great week.